Wait a minute, wait a turn, minute. On the radio. turn on the radio My homie got a new show and it's time to play it's it though play it I hope right. you got in tune got He talking bigger business big He business. make a lot of moves lot of He moves. talking Scott Katoon Welcome to the Technori Podcast I'm your host Scott Katoon Joining me, neighbor at TechNexus, CEO, uh, Justin, is it Ullman? Ullman. Ullman. All right. Like the Ullman brothers just spelled completely differently. That's right. That's uh, right. You are the CEO of Rhino Docs. Uh, I, my team has worked with your team. Like I, We see each other all the time. You live in Glen Ellen, don't you? Live in Glen? Do you live in Glen Ellen, right? I live in Glen Ellen. Part of the Glen Ellen Mafia. Yeah. Right. And yet all I know about you is you've got a great office at TechNexus and that there's like a... a a cardboard rhino. That's right, the cardboard rhino. That and until they started working with you, that is all I knew. And I've been tech like when I was at Tech Nexus with my first company, you guys were there still. It was Tybar was like one of the neighbors. Okay. Uh, on the other side of Synap. Yeah. So it was on the other side of Synap. Um, and so for whatever reason, I just never like put two and two together on what you guys did. So I'm, I'm excited to have you here and actually have your version of what you guys do because the version I got from my team, I, I feel like was watered down or something was missing. Right. Um, and I saw, you know, I see the Technori uh, truck and the Glen Ellen train stop. So I didn't put that together until recently. Either. Yeah. So, so Rhino Docs, you know, there's this universal problem. Um, you, you think about, you go home and you search on Google and Amazon yep. and we call that like a consumer grade search experience. You just type what you're looking for and it magically appears. And then you go to work and you've got, you know, network uh, file shares, you know, you have all these systems and you spend, um, uh, you know, there's some reports that you spend 1.8 hours a day looking for information. So we started with this concept, um, you know, the space that I came from and said, why can't we deliver this consumer grade search experience? You know, type in what you're looking for and it will find it. So if you think of like Box and Dropbox and SharePoint and Network File Shares, um, I hope that you named it the same thing that I did, yeah. and I hope you put it in the same place. Yes. And then we have to account for that's not happening, and that you know um, you think about these complex relationships across information and documents, right? Um, and when you go to Google, it's like, hey, did you mean this? Or like, here's some other things you might be interested in. So we just sort of. Um, we think that there's revenue and risk and valuable information, you know, sort of locked in forms and text and documents and email, et cetera. And we're, we're trying to expose that to make it more valuable to, uh, to the organization. So in the, in the, in the dried up version of, of what you do that I heard um, from my guys, I missed the part about what you just brought up now, which is that if you try to search things, which for my example, I label stuff like more or less the same mm -hmm. all the time. And I, when I, when I, took over uh the google drive for technori i did the same stuff i used to do on my desktop right which was i would start off with technori and then i do like a dash or a hyphen or something and put whatever the name of the thing is when your google drive is technori right it makes searching kind of difficult because everything starts technori that's right there's absolutely no way for me to like know it's so like i'm labeling stuff again and again and again the same i have no there is half the stuff on our google drive i could not tell you where the hell to find it. yeah so if you think about that problem in technori right in a single google drive think about large enterprises yeah no and there's like five of us or four of us like it's a joke <laughs> exactly like oh i put it in marketing oh that belongs in sales right so what you're really talking about is context right yep. the context of understanding of what a form or a document is and means to an organization, right? And so um, one of the, you know, if you spend 1.8 hours a day searching for stuff, you're spending the other like 5.2 making decisions, yeah. right? And if you think about tribal knowledge in industries, right, you've, like, we, you've been around forever and you know where all the bodies are buried with the content, but more importantly, um, so I'm Justin Ullman, I'm a person, right? Um, there, there's this thing uh, in our platform, it's like how LinkedIn works. So 
LinkedIn would connect all of us through teeny pieces of information. Or like, this is a better example, The Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yes. You know that game? Oh, yes. Right? So um, that works the same way as LinkedIn. It's teeny atomic pieces of information, and there's all these relationships that are built out of it. And in the case of Kevin Bacon, it's how many how many degrees away can you get? And so this, uh, this idea of having this contextual meaning of history and tribal knowledge, right? Not only where content is buried, but... Justin Ullman and I own RhinoDocs. We're actually really Meridian Document Management Corporation, sometimes shortened to MDMC. I own a company called Prestige Worldwide Partners, Ullman Family Investments. You know, there's this really complex relationship. Prestige Worldwide, nice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was talking to uh, uh, the banker outside in my, when, I, when we underwrote <laughs> The banker. That. It's a lifestyle yeah. business, these bankers. <laughs> it was funny. My, my banker called me. He goes, this is a real thing, right? I go, what do you mean? He goes, they just laughed me out of underwriting. I was trying to get a... Uh, a building underwritten for Prestige Worldwide. Yeah. For those who don't know, that's from the movie Step Brothers. Yeah, right. That's their that's their global. It was web. the name when I was in in grad school. We were doing a like a whatever fake Wall Street manager portfolio, yeah. and I had not. And even to this date, well, just recently I saw Step Brothers. I'm not a huge Farrell guy, uh, and my fiance was like, "Oh, you got to watch this movie." I loved it. But the guy who did the portfolio called it Prestige Worldwide, and I was like, this is the stupidest name. Like, I don't understand. I never got it, and I never saw the movie, and they just never told me. Yeah. So He and I would be friends. I, I would find that Oh, hilarious. I'm sure. Well, if you, if you actually knew him, you'd really be friends with him because he's hilarious. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, so basically, you know, there's this explosion of data, and people talk about big data all the time, and we sort of say, what about big content? It's spread out all over the earth. People spend time searching for it. Um, they, you know, it's, it's hard to sort of, how do you systematize the tribal knowledge that exists and how yep. a company works and et cetera. So that's kind of this, um, it's a very long way from where we started, right? Yeah. Even in this startup, but you know, I've spent 20 years in the document management content space and you, um, you see, so you, you look more exciting than that. <laughs> you look like more of a fun individual than someone who spent all day, uh, with a what, what was it we used in, in uh, the the dot system whatever it was in libraries what's the oh the uh, um, yeah the the card catalog system yeah the period uh, yeah I know what you're talking about well I would, Dewey decimal the system Dewey decimal nice. system yes. exactly. exactly how is it a millennial just dropped that knowledge on us <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. crazy anyway um, so yeah so it's um it's you know it's just this is my third company and it's just it's just watching how technology changes and really leveraging technology um, and what clients are asking for. You know, this whole, as I mentioned, um, there's so much interesting tech, right? There's so much interesting tech in Chicago, solving problems in new ways and really tapping into how people like to consume information and how people like to work, you know. Um, one of the things we talk about is is when the millennials do come into the workforce, right? They'll make up 40% of the workforce in 2020. You know, they are used to fast. They are used to instant access. Yeah. And if you come into a system and, and you've got like, 20 places to find information to make a decision, um, they will not work at those companies. And so that's kind of, um, but again, back to this sort of interesting transition of technology, right? And, and building companies and trying to keep up with the marketplace and what people are looking for. We, like I'm really focused in, 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 the, in, the comp in our company and in the companies we sell to about, it's really this human capital, right? Yeah. We talk about in our company and other companies, I want people working at their absolute highest skill set, like their natural genius. Time wasted. We talked about this with Sid. I've talked this with a ton of people. Yeah. Time wasted. And when I say that, I mean literally like it is as a CEO of a company, when you task individuals with a task that is to you busy work. Mundane. That is, an, that, that is a double whammy 
on on the company time and money because if you pick someone who like if you have an intern or someone who's whatever and you task them with organizing and it's a one-time investment okay fine <laughs> but if you continually leave everything just unchecked and like hey sam go find this thing and he's like i don't have a clue where, what the hell like yeah. i don't even know like then you gotta go back to me now we're both wasting time yeah and sam's and, like listen i'm a creative Right. That's well, what I want. I don't accept do. that excuse anymore. Everybody, <laughs> every time I have a bullshit task for somebody, they go, I'm a creative and I'm not doing it. Like, no, you're, you're no, but, but it's a, it is to your point. It is a legit, very, more than legitimate it is a, I personally think is one of the biggest failure points for right. startups is that they get together. Everyone's running full speed. It's very disorganized. They don't know where everything is. And once everything is like, let's say you're successful, yeah. you start building a team. You're the tribal knowledge person only, and it's unless somebody comes in and puts like Rhino Docs in place, yeah. you're the only one who can solve this problem, which every single person will be slower at their yeah. job down the line. Right, and, and we've taken this approach of like, you know, you're used to searching for where it is, yep. and we sort of go, I want you to search for what it is. Yep. And not- Makes like, perfect sense. Taking all of that away has huge productivity gains, drives employee engagement, you can actually get more high value things done, right? And so it's, um, you know, technology is great. Technology for the sake of technology without really solving a problem and its causality is, you know, like, you have to do that first. And, and the, the sort of explosion of cool tech and a lot of cool things going on in the city is that you can really now start imagining, you know, uh, like desired state. Like, put the technology aside. What do you want to do? What's the outcome, right? I want to walk into work and my decision is almost made for me. Right. And we leave it to the, the human capital and the skill sets of their highest skill sets to make those difficult decisions because we've done all of the, you know, low level to your point, low level BS work that yep. no one likes doing. Right. Um, so it's 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 cool to work like that. And then when you can get organizations, even internally or externally to say, hey, let's make some improvements. Right. Yeah. Let's drive some really fast efficiency. Um, it's it's it becomes pretty. I, I want to boil it down to absolute simplicity for the people listening to the show because I'm going to give a really dumb story and you can laugh at this because it's both <laughs> it's both creative but it also shows like if I was using I, I think it shows and if I'm wrong of course we'll just delete it <laughs> but it's it's uh I think it shows very well with what you guys are solving so when we create a lot of our events mm -hmm. I will create sort of the artwork I do this on my own I go into InDesign and I create the artwork for it but I have so many different pictures and files and things that we're pulling from yeah so in order to save time because you know it turns out Siri really isn't that great uh, I will pull this stuff together and I put it on my desktop into a folder. Let's call it Technori May. Yeah. I start putting together my InDesign folder, or I'm sorry, my InDesign file, put it together, I save it, I go. Then I take the, the, the desktop files and I throw it in the trash, and now every single image is no longer coming up on my InDesign file the way that it used to come up because it's not the same source. It yeah. doesn't link out anymore. Right. It's completely lost. Exactly. And that is, not only did I waste all the time on the front end collecting all the different pieces of material that I needed for my thing, I spent this whole time creating it and then I have to do it all over again. This happens at least once every four months. Right. Because it just is... Or, or you've done some work that you've done before, right? And you're like, where, where did I put that? Where do I go find that, right? No it's, idea. And yeah. you need it in the, in the minute. Like, I'm trying to figure this out. Like, it is such a stunter of, of getting the job done. So, like, for those of you thinking, like, oh, application was like, how do I use this on my job? That's one person doing one person's job. Multiply that times a thousand people at a company doing a thousand different things. Right. You know, if you take that stat of 1.8 hours a day, if you have a 500-person company and you pay them 65 k that's $7.3 million a year. So people are like, oh, we don't really have a search problem. Or it's just like, hey, this it is what it is, right? Yeah. This is It's always been this way. And so, um, you know, being able to even expand your definition of, of search and documents 
to audio. Like we could take this audio and convert it to text and be able to search it, right? Be able to do other interesting things about it. Um, you know, that, that's kind of that LinkedIn, like how is things Justin's We should probably about. use this for our own company, to be totally honest, because the amount of content that we have, we're talking like 700 interviews yeah. that we could be pulling great little tidbits from at any time. Yeah, or creative, like where was that picture of the dog licking the ice cream, right? You know, you can you can convert images. I mean, you know, you can convert images to searchable text. Yeah. And you just like dogs and ice cream. Fortunately right? for that one, I can just set the ice cream out and just replay it as the dog licks the ice cream again and reshoot it. But I get your point. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so I want to ask kind of like quickly here as we scale out of this, like wh where, how does a person like, because you're, you, this is, I'm judging you. I'm just going to tell you up front. <laughs> You look like a very creative, interesting person. You look like someone who I would love to go have a whiskey with and just shoot the shit all day long. We can do that, for sure. We should do that, yes. because we can definitely take the train and actually do this. That's right. That's uh, right. But, but a person, you, as I said in the beginning of this, you don't look like a person who spent all day mastering Dewey Decimal. How did you get into this interest? And then what was that, I guess, I guess to, sh to shrink the question, what was the pivotal moment where you were like, I can bring this stuff online and change everything. Yeah, I mean, I've always been interested in technology. Yeah, I used to be—I used to call myself a mediocre programmer. Like now that I'm surrounded by our dev team, I was like, I was a really lousy programmer. <laughs> um, but very quickly, like at 24, they're like, "Oh, you're a business analyst. Like you can talk the business side, yep. and you understand tech." I'm like, "Cool." They're like, "Comes with the raise." I'm like, "Even better." So you know, it was always this marriage of sort of people and process and technology for the sake of you know just. I like I like complexity, right? I like hard questions, and so. Um, so this this interview has been more or less a waste of time. Then. No, 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 no. Exactly, <laughs> um, it, not at all. So you know this this idea of complexity and solving problems with technology. You know this has all been birthed because there's new technology. This that LinkedIn thing is, graph databases, and you know you look at Google and search engine technology, and you know I like toys like I would just build this until the end of time and luckily I have a great team around me to be like hey we're going to monetize this we're actually going to solve some you know yeah. real problems etc but I just like the challenge of and the sort of the promise of technology um, and so that's really cool uh, the reason I like building companies and I and this work sort of lends it to it is, is um, you know tech sales marketing ops it's easy it's the people right and so over my career I've always really, um, I've always really focused on the people that make all of this stuff happen and the outcome we're creating for people, and that is probably the most complex. You know, the rest is easy yeah. until you um, until you start really thinking about the human capital component of it. So it's not like ones and zeros for me. Yeah, you know, technology should drive a positive outcome. I, I mean, I, I think you, you probably recognize this. I'm assuming at this stage, but I think that that's like a barrier that. Only a few people actually break through. Uh -huh. I think the vet and there's CEOs of companies that are going to go right into the can. I can tell you right now because they're not going to get past that. Well, I was it, one of those people enamored with the technology or um, not focused on the people. Didn't understand that. Oh, right. like one of the number. I would say the first company that I had that one of the biggest failing components of it was the fact that I thought I got the right person here. I got the right person here. They're going to do this job. I didn't realize that I'm playing a game of chess, but in that game of chess, I got like seven or eight little offshoot games of checkers and maybe one hand of poker going on at the same time. And you've got to play the game. You're playing. Yeah. This is a stupid quote, but it's uh, from the jo Steve Jobs movie with uh, Fassbender or whatever. Yeah, it's Fassbender, right. When he says, I play the orchestra. Huh? The difference between the leader who plays the role and the company succeed and they can build five, six, seven companies over time, they understand how to play the orchestra. It maybe takes them three companies to figure it out, yeah. but they understand that build a team, great, 
Me obsessed with the tech, building it, driving, slave driving it, not so great. Me learning how to maximize other people yeah. by putting them in the right position for us to succeed. Right. Click. That, that's going back to what we were talking about is like the outcome is like get all the BS off their plate. Let people work at their natural genius, their highest yes. level of skill set, right? And so the quantified when, self, as we yeah, say. Yeah, when you can, you know, when you can build a company and put like um, you can put a culture and a framework and resources for people to really bring their best ideas and you challenge them to do that, they will like they will rise to that occasion. Yep. So this is a this is a job story, right? They bring in the first iPod and he's like, uh, it's too big. And they're like, this will not get any smaller. Right. And what does he do? He walks over and he drops it into a fish tank. He goes, you see, those, those are air bubbles. That means there's room in there. Yeah. And so oh there's God, stories like, brilliant. you know, this is not the approach that I take. But when you yeah. hammer people, right? <laughs> yeah. And you drive them to be like, you can do better, right? Yes. This is better. You challenge you, them. You challenge them. Like people want challenges, right? And they will rise to those occasions. And when you can give them that, um, they will do amazing things. Yeah. And so, you know, part of our thing is is let's just let's just give them the um, available space and available room, you know, to do that. When you really let people like work at that natural genius, you can do some amazing things. I, I was amazing talking about things. this with with uh, Howard Tolman when he was on the last live show. He'll be on again May fifth. But like, the the takeaway was ultimately there are plenty of people out there who are very smart who are successful ish, but it's not like you ever wonder why the richest person's not always the most successful, why the smartest isn't always the most successful, why the hardest working in the class isn't always the most successful. It's the one who understands who they are in the realm that they live in, right. whatever that realm is. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, how do you manage to like the big takeaway on the show that we had was I, I basically walked away and said like, I've had several people who are really smart on the show and, and they're, I don't think they're going to be any more successful than anybody else. Right. The ones who come in who understand what you just went through, what you just explained to the ones that every one of the competitors you have better look out because you'll be able to you, there will be another because it's a game to you. Right. Like really, in all like in your brain at, at a certain point, it's just can I make it better? Can I make you better? Can I make us better? Can I make this better? Yeah, like, like that constant iteration of, you know, improvements and, um, you know, the, the whole the whole proliferation of big data. People want to gain insights, right? Yeah. They want to figure out how to and it's really taking those insights and operationalizing them. If you can do that in a really rapid fashion, in any, you know, it doesn't require technology. I mean, sometimes it's just process or putting the right person in the right seat. You know, like being able to really do that and iterate quickly—that's that's kind of magical. Yeah. The people that can do that really well and get out of people's way, right, and and um, you know, really drive change almost at the ground. You know, people talk about innovation, digital transformation. You go down to like the front lines and you go, "What do you need to do your job better?" You know, they will give you a laundry list of things. Hopefully, you can solve that, right? Yeah. Hopefully, you, if you ask the question, um, they will give you a million great ideas. Um, and and being able to move fast and iterate and get out of people's way—that's, I mean, that's that's how you do it. Right? And the baseline of where to start is in data and how to organize all the stuff that you're saving. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's just process, right? Just messed up processes through corporate bureaucracy. Uh, yeah, we experienced uh, quite a bit of that. Justin, uh, thank you very much for taking the time and kind of sharing this with us. Where do people go to actually start using Rhinodox and learn more about it than, than just the cardboard Rhino? Sure, sure. www.rhinodox, that's D-O-X.com. Very cool. Thank you so much. All right, thanks. Appreciate Absolutely. it. You can catch this episode of more at technori.com. Download the podcast on iTunes. Stay connected. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Technori, or you can follow me at Katoon. Boom, that's a wrap. <laughs>